Happy New Year from Fields Church. Thank you for taking this time to listen to this message of encouragement from Pastor Richard Smith. Fields Church have a heart for God and a heart for people and trust that you will find this podcast both inspiring and uplifting. If you'd like to know more about this God we love and our heart for this community, why not visit our website at www.fieldschurch.uk. Well, a hearty warm welcome to our Fields Church family on this first Sunday of January. Can you believe it? We've just gone through 2020. Now we're in 2021. It's the 3rd of January. And I welcome all of our Fields Church family, those who you are part of this family, who've been with us maybe for a little while or maybe for a long while. Uh, We want to welcome any guests today that are tuning in. You're very welcome to be with us today. You know, we just pray, Esther and I, that you had a good Christmas, as good a Christmas as you could have had under the circumstances. Let's believe that 2021, for all of us, is going to be a better year than the last year that we've experienced. You know, in some aspects, I'm glad that 2020 is gone. But, you know, there have been some amazing things happened, especially in the church. And I know churches around the world have experienced a lot of growth. We've seen our church grow. You know, God has done some amazing, amazing things. We've seen people saved. We've seen people baptized. We've seen lives transformed and people turning to God. You know, a couple of people that have joined us recently said, they said, um, if it wasn't for COVID, we wouldn't be here. You know, at this point, I'd like to uh, show you a short video uh, from Emily Cox. She's going to share a brief testimony of some of her experiences uh, in the last year that she's had, very interesting year. So we're going to do that now. Hello, I'm Emily. I was asked by Pastor Richard to do a very small testimony about this year um, and what's happened with me and my family. I'm... As I said, I'm Emily, I'm married to Lawrence, and I have a little boy called Charlie, who is now one. My testimony started when he was born. Charlie was born at 34 weeks by emergency C-section because he stopped moving in my stomach, so they had to act really fast. He was born in four minutes. Um, Thankfully, he was healthy and he was safe. Um, My placenta had started to tear away and he had the umbilical cord around his neck, but all he needed was an extra little bit of oxygen to help him help him breathe. He was in neonatal for two weeks. On me on the other hand I'd started to get incredibly unwell. I wasn't very well during my pregnancy. Um, I had some stomach issues and um, in the end the reason for that was because 80% of my large intestines was dead. Um, I had ischemic colitis which meant that um, basically my um, large intestine had attacked itself. Um, so it led to me having a stoma bag, which is a bag that you um, change um, as frequently as you like. And in the bag, you basically poo in it and you empty it out whenever you need the toilet. Um, but that kept me alive. And it was a bit worrying for for me and Lawrence because it was a really, really major operation. Um, and I remember coming out of the CT scan saying to Lawrence that God's got it. No matter what happens, God's got you, God's got me, God's got us. Um, I wasn't really scared of the operation because I had, I, I just had peace through the whole, through the whole year. I've just had peace, um, knowing that God's got, God's got us, and that no matter what we're going to go through, that He, He has us. He's in control of our lives, and that He knows, He knows when it's going to start and when it's going to end. So there's no point worrying about it. As morbid as that sounds, God, 
has given you plans and he's given you a future and he's given you a heart and a passion for things and I knew it wasn't my time to go yet um thankfully during this year Lawrence was put on furlough so he could help me um look after Charlie and help me recover um and we've just been truly blessed with our finances this year that we haven't had to struggle um haven't had to worry about it through um people blessing us and just through us being on furlough and um, I was going to be made redundant um, and I was looking for a new job and the a few days before I was meant to have my redundant my last redundancy um, call I was told that it was cancelled and it hasn't been I've basically been stay of staying on furlough and um, so at the moment I'm currently on furlough which is a massive blessing because um, the time that I was looking for a new job I was also admitted into hospital again so I was in there for three weeks and I finally found out what's going on with my body um, and I don't have Crohn's which is which could be quite debilitating um, I have a, a blood disorder that can now be managed um, and I'm just truly thankful that I'm alive Charlie's alive and that even though this year has been really hard and really tough not seeing family and friends and being at church that We've been able to grow as a family and our, our strength and our faith has grown. Um, one verse that comes to my mind is in Isaiah 40, verse 31, and it says, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And I truly believe that that is how I got through all of my hospital visits, um, hospital stays, is just that, I trusted in God and I knew that he had it even though I had no idea what was going on God had it all in control um, and I just pray that going through the next year that you feel that you can trust in God and that you can place your life in his hands and he has full control of it and he, he'll do things for good and not for evil um, Yeah, thank you now wasn't that an amazing testimony we're just so blessed to hear te uh, Emily's story, who who has gone through some real challenging times, but has come out the other end. And she affirms that God has been with her all the time. You know, I'd just like us to pray and get into the word. And uh, I just got a, a message to share this morning, a standalone message, one on its own, just to encourage the body at the start of this new year. So let's just pray. Father God, we come as your precious children in the wonderful name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, for bringing us through 2020. There were some terrible things, some horrible things, but there'd been some good things as well. We wanna give thanks, Father. Your, your word says that we need to count our blessings one by one. And I'm sure if we started thinking about the blessings, the way God has blessed us, even in 2020, that we can thank God for that. Lord, I thank you as I share this message this morning. I pray that faith will rise in every heart, dispelling all doubt, fear and unbelief. I pray that this will be a message that will encourage, but also challenge our congregation to see what we can do for the Lord in 2021. So in all these things, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, I'd like you to turn to the first passage of Scripture. If you would, in 1 Peter 2, verse 2, I'm going to give you a little time to get there as I just share for a few moments. You know, I want to share a few thoughts as we start uh, 2021 uh, with this message and uh, we might approach this year with a bit of trepidation, 
not knowing uh, why, what might be next, uh, the, the next th- chapter in our lives over the coming year. We might have some a little bit of fear or anxiety, not knowing what to expect in the future. But I want to encourage us to stay focused like never before and stay connected firstly with God and also with one another. You know, that's why we're the body of Christ. Christ is the head and we're all parts of the body. And all those parts need to come together to work together with God, fulfilling the purposes and plans that God has for each of us on the earth. Do you know that? That God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God has a plan and purpose for my life. And we want to see what that is in 2021. I think he's, I think God's got even more for us to accomplish in 2021 like never before. And the first thought I want to share, it relates to the title of my message. And the title of my message this morning is, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? You know, we can't plan too far ahead in these strange times that we're in. But I want to share a little bit of where we are and what's next and share the latest plan that we have going into January, looking forward to the coming year. You know, in light of where our country finds itself uh, after the last nine months from our first lockdown, we're going to continue to use Zoom and share recorded video message from this first week of January, leading all the way through uh, all of January. We're not going to have any live services at the farm. And the reason for that, we've made this decision uh, not to have live services every other week, not because we're in fear or we have a lack of faith, but I believe this is the responsible thing to do. You know, some people, you can only meet someone outside. You can't even meet your family uh, in their home. They can't be with you in your home. And we don't think it's right uh, to gather 50, 60 people in the barn worshipping God when we can't even visit our own family. So this is, I believe, the most responsible thing for us to do. And I hope you understand that. And I hope you're right behind that. And, you know, maybe at the end of January, we can maybe have a live Zoom meeting with some testimonies and some worship um, and and some praise and prayer requests like we would Prior to lockdown, who can remember that far back when we came to church, we would have worship, uh, hosts would get up and, and welcome everybody, we'd have worship, then we'd have a time where, you know, we'd ask people if they had anything on their hearts that the Holy Spirit wanted to share with them. Hopefully we can uh, go into something like that as as our tech um if we can get our techie guys to help us through this. Uh, so, but it's something that we're going to work on as a leadership and to give church a totally different feel as much as possible and get you guys uh, engaged, hopefully, in a live service. You know, the second thought I want to share this morning is around our vision. You know, the Bible says without vision, the people perish. Or if there's a lack of vision, the people perish. And I want us to keep focused and to look for the future, not just to focus on the here and now about what's happening in our news today because you know our news that we turn on we turn on the tv and a lot of the news that we heard over last year was all about this covid well we're not going to talk about that we want to talk about the future and where god is taking us and we really need to focus on the future and not just the here and now you know part of our vision was a space for growth We've been growing as a church in spite of lockdown. People have joined us. uh, People have joined the church. Some people have joined without even coming to a service. It's amazing. And Esther and I, last February, because we were growing as a church and and getting larger, we found that Cedarwood School 
was far too small for our needs. And part of our vision, which we've shared uh, last year uh, as we came into 2020, and I want to share a little bit about that now, that part of our vision was a space for growth. We knew we were growing and we needed to find a place of, of worship that would meet our needs for the future. And you know, in Kesgrave, there's not a lot of places that you can go to. The one place that we thought of was the high school. Now we saw, we made an appointment with um, as Esther and I prayed, we felt that God leading us to make an appointment with Kesgrave High. So we made an appointment with the Bursa, who is actually a, a Christian. She agreed to see us and we shared what was on our hearts and we shared our vision that we're at Cedarwood School and the church is growing and we need a bigger space for growth. And she said, well, I'll let you know. She didn't sort of give anything away. She really needed to sit down with the um, uh, what do you, the governors of the school and asked them what they thought about it. And then we made another appointment to see her. And uh, she said, you know, they've agreed to allow us to host services uh, in the school. And the most amazing thing about this, that this lady had been praying since January that year, 2020. She'd been praying since January. We met her in the February. She'd been praying since January for a church to approach them and ask to have services in the school. I find that really amazing. God's timing is perfect. He's never late and he never lets us down. So, you know, recently the, the hope was in February that we would um, maybe move into the school, the high school in September. And then COVID hit in, in March. And obviously that was just... Uh, you know, uh, we, we couldn't meet like we wanted to uh, in September. So uh, we got together as a leadership and decided we were going to do some Zoom meetings like this, video meetings, uh, and then whenever we could have meetings at the farm. And Andrew and David have been gracious to let us have meetings there every other week when we could and when we were allowed to. Um, and I wrote to the school in November and just said, look, we're really still looking forward. We just wanted to share where we are right now. Uh, we're having church services at the farm whenever we can, and we're running Zoom meetings and re releasing videos every Sunday. But we're really looking forward when it's possible to come to the school. And she wrote back to us and uh, said uh, maybe they could accommodate us by Easter. But, you know, obviously all things being equal with safety in mind for the staff and pupils, we're just going to have to wait and see. So what we're going to plan to do, what we plan to do is do these Zoom meetings to the end of January, then reevaluate this. And if we're allowed to, and if we feel it's the right thing, the responsible thing to do, to start having services at the farm every other week uh, from February onwards. And let's see what happens. Let's believe we can uh, get these, um, get the school on board and we can maybe get to the school in, in um uh, by Easter. That's the goal. You know, we really need to look to the future and not just go uh, day by day, week by week, just planning as much as we can. We really need to look to the future and see what we can do to get into the school by, uh, by Easter. Let's hope that's the case. You know, another part of our vision is drawing people in and growing them up in their faith. You know, we draw people in by um, one way of doing it is us witnessing to our friends. That's one way. And then inviting our friends onto Alpha. We just had the most amazing Alpha. Uh, we did it online for the first time. Steve and Heidi thought we were going to give this a shot. We've never done it before. We don't know what's going to happen. And we had a great um, 
a great alpha and there were a couple of people who gave their life during our prior to alpha and during alpha so that was really good that's this is one way of drawing them in but part of our vision is drawing them in and then growing them up in their faith we plan to run grow courses this year to help those young christians grow and develop in their faith now why do we call it grow and this is where it comes from i mentioned the first verse of scripture 1 peter 2 verse 2 i'm going to read from the new king james and in this letter it says there as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word you know when when parents have a baby that baby can only have milk he can't have anything solid his stomach won't be able to take it and and the apostle peter is writing here and he's talking about newborn babies those who've given their lives to jesus desire the pure milk of the word that they may grow thereby we grow as we learn the word of God and apply it in our lives. It's all about making disciples. You know, Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. You know that this is a command. There's no book of suggestions in the Bible. This is a command, not a suggestion. So this is how we make disciples. It's not just about getting people saved, getting people converted to Christianity. It's about equipping people with the word. And this is how we are transformed. We're transformed by the renewing of our minds through the word of God. This renews our minds and it renews our thinking, the way we think about how God wants us to live now we're Christians. You know, there's a second facet to us running these grow courses and they some of them are going to be uh, very basic we're going to look at salvation uh, water baptism we're going to look at baptism in the spirit growing as a spiritual being and that kind of thing and we're going to give you the very people the very basics because they need to learn these these truths and build on those foundations you know and then the second facet of us running these grow courses is to raise up the next generation generation of preachers and teachers in the church when we run these courses Esther and I are going to start running them and then get some people along those who feel that they have maybe a gift to teach or preach or want to learn how to teach and preach obviously we're not just going to pick it just anybody we have spoken to some people already and that's a, a second facet of this growing people in the word so that these young people can or these people that want to preach and teach can deliver some of these lectures to the students so that they can grow in their preaching and teaching gift and the students can grow in the word you know the apostle Paul exhorts Timothy to do this in 2 Timothy 2 verse 2 the new King James I'm just going to give you a second to get there I hope you and your families are well and I hope you're um, looking forward to 2021. You know, we mustn't, let's not have regrets about 2020. Let's be really positive and have a positive outlook on our daily lives as we move forward in God. You know, did you get up this morning? Obviously you did if you're listening to this. Are you alive? Are you breathing? There's, there's so much for us to be thankful for, isn't there? Okay, Paul writes to Timothy and he says this. In 2 Timothy 2 verse 2. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men or women who will be able to teach others also. You know, not all of us can be preachers or teachers, but we can all pass on the knowledge that we have learned. 
You know, iron sharpens iron. I love getting together with like-minded people and share around the word, discuss certain aspects of our doctrines, our theology. And this is the way we grow and we sharpen our gifts. So that's really, really important. You know, the next thought I want to share with us is to stay rooted and planted. You know, last year, our freedoms to gather as a church seemed to have been taken away from us. And there were months of lockdown where we we could only just do this, have a Zoom meeting and do a video recording and then send it out on a Sunday and get you guys to watch and have cafe afterwards. You might think, well, I'm all Zoomed out and I don't know whether I like Zoom. Praise God, we have this mechanism where we can come together as a church, where we can listen to the word of God. It's really important for us to be rooted, grounded and planted in a Bible-believing church where we can grow through the word where we can uh, discuss the word that's why life groups are so important i want to uh, thank the guys all the guys maybe i should have done that at the start i want to thank everyone that supported us and came last year i want to thank all the guys our core leaders who've supported us throughout the last year i want to thank all the guys that run have been running life groups running them every single week so that you and i Esther and I are involved in a life group and uh, we go along every uh, Thursday night to Poppy's life group and we have a great time connecting with one another, discussing the word, praying for one another, encouraging one another. We really need to be doing that. We need to be planted and rooted and grounded in these things. So, you know, the writer of Hebrews warns those Jews who've heard the truth about Jesus, about not drifting away. So the next verse of scripture I want us to go to is Hebrews 2 verse 1, the Amplified. The other thing I want to say is I want to thank every person that gives financially into Fields Church and has done that for many years or they've just started to do it. You know, the church is still moving on. We still have financial needs. And I want to thank every person that gave. We believe Fields Church is good soil. And we thank you that you've sown, seen us as good soil and sown into the church so that we can continue to win people for Jesus, continue to run Alpha, continue to reach people in whatever ways we can. And I want to thank everyone for serving. Everyone who served at Fields last year, the dream team, just serving us in every way, putting chairs out, uh, coming, setting up sound when we were allowed to. The worship team for just being so amazing and just giving their gifts and giving their time and energy and talents uh, to the to the church over the, the year and the last year and the years as well. So we want to give thanks uh, for that as well. You know, the writer of Hebrews warns these Jews that heard the truth about Jesus not to drift away. And in Hebrews 2 verse 1, the Amplified said that, says this, For this reason, that is because of God's final revelation in his son Jesus, and because of Jesus' superiority to the angels, we must pay closer, much closer attention than ever to the things that we have heard. What have we heard? We've heard the good news of the gospel. We must pay closer attention to the things that we've heard, the writer says, so that we do not in any way drift away from the truth. You know, it's so easy to drift away. The Bible tells us that the road that we're on is narrow. 
and few find it. The Bible says that the road to destruction is broad and many find it. You know, the problem with a narrow road is it's easy to take a detour, especially when times get tough. We can drift off and be distracted by what the Bible calls the cares of this life, the cares of this world. You know, life can take over and God and church can take a back seat for many. You know, the next thing we need to do is to stay rooted and grounded and then we will flourish. You know, how many people have you known? I've known lots of Christians to drift away from the truth. People that were hungry, thirsty, passionate about God that no longer come to church, that are no longer part of the body of Christ in the context of us meeting and gathering together. I know many people that have drifted away from the truth in that context. So, you know, these writers, the, the writer of Hebrews says we, that we shouldn't uh, drift away. Uh, the next thing we need to do is to stay rooted and grounded. Then we'll flourish. I love this. In Psalm 1, if you want to turn there, Psalm 1 verse 1, going to read from the New King James. The writer, the psalmist writes about this and he says this. Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, but delights, but his delight is in the law of the Lord or the word of God. And in his law or his word, he meditates day and night. That word meditation isn't just sitting on the ground with your eyes closed, uh, you know, making with your legs crossed and going, mm, that's not meditation. Meditation on the word is simply looking at passages of scripture and going through each word, digesting it feeding from it, eating it, digesting it and going over it again. That's what meditation of the word means. Meditating, meditating in the word, allowing it to go from our minds, from the thoughts in our minds to drop down into our hearts. That's where the word comes alive as we exercise the truth in our life and, and play it out in our lives. Um, that's how we grow. Verse three says, he shall be like a tree planted everyone say planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper you know get planted into a good church where they teach the word where you can desire to grow and you can grow to put your roots down you know i'm so glad that esther and i found a bible believing church we were saved in south africa in 1982 gee that's a long time ago now that's nearly 40 years where we gave our lives and we're so grateful that the word of god was preached in our church and that we learned the word of God and became pastors. And now we teach and preach the word of God, which is a real privilege for me to do that with you as God's sheep. It's just amazing. You know, as the psalmist says in this, what, this verse, he says, delight yourself in the word. How many of you take delight in reading your Bibles? I know for a lot of people, you know, you think, oh, I've got to read my Bible again. The pastor says it's good to read my Bible. You know, we need to read the Bible. You know, how many of you like eating? I love the older I get. I don't know about you. I love eating. And during lockdown, I think I've eaten a bit too much. 
and I'll put on a little bit of weight and I need to take uh, some of that weight off. But, you know, reading our Bible is just like feeding our spirit. And you know what? If you weren't, if you were to stop eating food, you know, you'd die. If you were to stop, you know, eating, reading the word of God and meditating on it, you would die spiritually inside. Your little spirit would shrivel up and die. It would be like a little prune. Who wants a little prune for a spirit? So we've got to feed and be hungry for the things of God and desire the word of God. I love just studying, especially when I study to teach and preach, but also love studying a deeper revelational truth for myself so that I can grow in the things of God. We should never stop growing and learning and wanting to learn and desire to learn uh, for as long as we live. So that's how we bear fruit. You know, you can't do that. You can't do this if you're not planted and rooted in a good church. You know, Jeremiah says a, a similar thing in Jeremiah 17 verse 7. The Amplified says this, blessed with spiritual security is the man or woman who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is in the Lord. Blessed with spiritual security is the man or woman who believes and trusts and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is in the Lord. I spoke about hope last week. And as great as this vaccine seems to be, we can't place our hope in this vaccine. You know, we can't place our hope in people. We can't place our hope in the church. The church will fail you sometimes. People will fail you. But God will never fail us. So the writer of Jeremiah says we need to be planted, rooted, and we need to put our hope in the Lord, our confident expectation in the Lord. You know, we can only place our hope in God because he will never fail us. Let's read seven and eight together uh, because I'm not finished yet because it talks about being planted. Jeremiah 17 verse seven, the Amplified. I'm going to read verse seven again and then flow into verse eight. Blessed with spiritual security is the man who believes and trusts in and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confident expectation is in the Lord. For he will be nourished like a tree planted. Everyone say planted by the waters. You know, the water speaks of the, the water of the word. The water also represents the Holy Spirit and will not fear the heat when it comes. But its leaves will be green and moist. You know, you take a plant out of soil and put it, you know, just lay it on the grass. What's going to happen to it? Pardon me. Don't know where that came from. And lay it on the grass. What's going to happen to it if you uproot it? It's just going to die, isn't it? But when we're planted, when we're rooted by, especially by water, it says, and will not fear the heat as it comes, but its leaves will be green and moist and it will not be anxious and concerned in a year of drought, nor stop bearing fruit. You know, I love the last part of this verse. It says, and will not be anxious and concerned in a year of drought, nor stop bearing fruit. You know, this is true of the season we're in right now. We can still bear fruit in a time of drought and not be anxious. We can still flourish in and through adversity. You know, the Apostle Paul writes to the church at Ephesus and speaks about being rooted and grounded. Ephesians 3.16, that's in the New Testament. The New King James says this, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit 
in the inner man. You know, we can be strengthened uh, in the inner man. That's our spirit with the Holy Spirit through the Holy Spirit. So when the storms of life come, we'll be able to stand strong no matter what uh, life throws at us. Verse 17 goes on to say that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being what? Rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in love. God's love is the most powerful force on the earth. Paul says that we should be rooted and grounded in love. We, we, we are rooted and grounded in love when we're rooted and grounded in Christ. We've got to be rooted on him. Amen. It goes on to say in verse 18 that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. 19. To know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How amazing is that? How can we be filled with the fullness of God unless we're planted and rooted in him? Unless we're grounded on him? Unless we're planted on the rock? The rock is Christ. That's where we need to be planted. You know, this love will help strengthen us and keep us focused on our task ahead. To spread this love despite the difficulties and challenges that we may face in the future. You know, then we can be filled with all the fullness of God. I find that absolutely astounding. You know, the next two verses talk about bearing fruit. In John 15 verse 5, it says this, I am the vine. You are the branches. So we're the branches. God is the vine. If you, if you remain in me. So there's a condition here. If we remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So we've got to remain in God. We've got to be rooted in him. Our branches have got to stay connected to the vine who is God. And then our second verse uh, that talks about bearing fruit is in Colossians 2, 6 and 7. It says, so then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. I am thankful that I am rooted and planted in Fields Church. As God has called Esther and I to pastor and lead the church, we're so blessed to be rooted especially in him and planted in this church. So the following verses show us the dangers of not being rooted and planted. So we need to be careful. So I'm going to give you Mark 4 verse 6. I'm going to give you a moment to go to Mark verse 4, uh, chapter 4 verse 6, the Amplified. And then we're going to go to Mark 4 and go down to verse 16. You know, this is a parable about the sower sowing the word. Jesus sows the word. He's the sower. He sows the word. And those words are like seeds. And he said this is one of the most important parables for us to understand, to understand all the parables. And I just want to read verse 6 to you, the Amplified of Mark 4. And when the sun came up, the plant was scorched. And became, and because it had no root, it dried up and withered away. You see that a plant 
must have roots. It must be planted in good soil for it to bear fruit, for it to grow and dry. But when the sun comes, when it has no root in itself, it can be dried up and, and it can wither away. Let's go down now to verse 16. It says there, these are the ones sown on rocky ground. Jesus is talking and he talks about the four types of soil that a seed will go into. And some is good ground, some is rocky ground, some stony ground, some is hard ground. And, you know, in, in the right kind of soil, the word when it's sown uh, into the a seed that's sown into the ground will flourish. Now, Jesus is talking about the word of God, sowing the word of God into the hearts of men. And this is what he says. These are the ones in Mark 4, 16, the new uh, the NET Bible says this, the New English translation. These are the ones sown on rocky ground. As soon as they hear the word, they receive it with joy. Look at verse 17. But they have no root in themselves and do not endure then. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they fall away. What happens? They fall away. Again, I've known many Christians Bible-believing Christians who've loved God, who've served God, who have been passionate about God, have fallen away because those seeds have fallen on stony ground. You know what? The Word of God, the Bible says, is incorruptible seed. And when it goes into our hearts and germinates and grows and bears fruit, you know, we will grow and thrive in any condition. And I want to say to you, over the last year, I've seen people grow and thrive despite the challenges and problems that we faced. You know, if we want to go down to Philippians 1 verse 6, I'm going to come, I'm coming into land now and I'm going to close uh, very shortly. I want to say about this verse in Philippians 1 verse 6, let me read it first. Being confident of this very thing, that he, as God, who be, has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I want to say to you that God has done a good work in you. He's begun a good work in you. Why don't we say that together? I am a good work and God has good plans for me. Let's say that together. I want to say that again. I am a good work. Let's say that. I am a good work and God has good plans for me. You know, if we look at the word confident in this verse, it says there, being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That word confident in the Greek means this. It means to trust. It means to obey. It means to believe. It means to be persuaded. So God has begun a good work in you. Are you fully persuaded of that? You know, when it goes on to say that he will complete the work in you. You and I don't have to strive, fret or worry about the work that God has begun in us to be completed because it says he is faithful to complete it in us. He started that good work in you. You are a good work. You need to say that to yourself every single day. You are a good work and God is going to complete the work in you. You know, God has a plan for your life and for my life. And we need to look with 2021 with optimism, not with pessimism. Let's not let allow our lives to be governed by fear, anxiety and worry and fret about the future. 
In Matthew 6, it talks about that, doesn't it? It says, seek first the kingdom of God. Why worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow will worry about itself. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I loved uh, Emily's testimony. She really sensed in her heart, despite all the challenging stuff that she went through, that God had got it. They were her final words. God has got this. God has got me. He's got Charlie and he's got Lawrence. And, you know, I want to say to you, friends, that God has got you. And if you have a testimony, everyone has a testimony. Why don't you do a little short two, three, four minute testimony and send it to me? You can WhatsApp it to me or you can message me and send it to me. And what we'd love to do is show these testimonies when we do these, uh, especially these video messages. And when we can come together and have a live service at the farm, we're going to get these video testimonies shared amongst our people. You know, we need to um, give a testimony of what God's doing in our lives, the good thing that God's doing in our lives, because what it does, it encourages others that are going through difficult challenging times we've all got things good things to share and we need to share them you know what I'd like to do now is just give people an opportunity if you've been listening to this message and you feel uh, maybe you're not a Christian and you've listened to this message I believe you're not here by accident and I believe that God has been knocking on the door of your heart the thing about the door of our heart the handle of that door is on the inside and we need to open that door up to allow Jesus to come in. Is that you? Am I speaking to you today? Um, why don't you open your heart up to God and allow him to come into your life? If you'd like to do that, would you say this prayer after me? I'm just going to say a short prayer and just say this prayer after me. Would you do that? Let's just close our eyes as we pray. Father God, we come in the wonderful name of Jesus. Say, say this after me. Father God, I come to you now in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus. I confess all of my sin to you and ask you to forgive me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for me that you took my sin, that you were buried. But I believe on the third day you rose again. Jesus, come into my life and save me now in Jesus' name. Amen. That's the start of your journey as a Christian. Going to church is good, but it doesn't make us a Christian. Confessing Jesus like you've just done. Confessing him as Lord makes you a Christian. Next, thing, next step for you to do is to get into a good church so that you can grow, be planted, be rooted, be grounded. Um, yeah, I just want to say a big thank you to our church family and pray that 2021 holds great things for you. You know, we don't know what's around the corner, but God does. If we put our trust and faith and hope in him, that he will lead us and guide us, the Bible says, into all truth. I'd like to close in prayer now. And um, five minutes after this meeting, we're going to have um, some cafes opening. Please join us for a cup of coffee. Get a cup of coffee and a, a cake or something and join us so we can pray together and encourage one another at the start of this year. 
I'm just going to pray. Father God, we come in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity that we've had to listen to this message. I pray for this coming year. We come face this coming year with optimism, with faith, with courage. We need courage in these days. Father God, I thank you that you'll be with these precious people. I pray that your angels encamp around and get about them, keep them safe and free from harm until we can meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, please uh, let's um, meet straight afterwards. Uh, Esther and I want to say that we love you. We're praying for you every single day. We pray that you stay safe and keep well, you and your family, and we can't wait to see you soon. God bless. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to know more about Fields Church, would like to contact us or have prayer requests, please email hello at fieldschurch.uk and we'll get back to you. May God bless you this day.